Hello, and welcome to Emerald Expressions, where we use words to polish a gem that is the human mind. I'm your host, Jaira, the Emerald Emir, and today I'm joined by Eli. What's good? What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Misha, a.k.a. Drip God, a.k.a. Unjuice God. Okay. Um, we have a great topic today. We're going to be discussing the Toonami block on Cartoon Network. Um, let me first start off by uh, asking, did you guys uh, grow up watching Toonami? Yeah. When I was younger, I used to watch it a lot, but recently, uh, I want to say 2012 when I got back. Uh, yeah, I, I most definitely grew up with uh, Toonami. Uh, every weekday after school, coming home, running from the bus, to catch the latest episode of Dragon Ball Z it was definitely one of one of the better one of the best moments within my childhood just watching that amazing lineup of shows that to this day still gives me goosebumps every time I see those promos it it was just something it was just something phenomenal i honestly think like that during that time period of like the late 90s to like early 2000s like that was to me that was when like tv was at its best in terms of just the quality of shows that you, like a kid could watch. It was it was just nothing but bangers back to back to back, and that that that'll be a moment where I just be like, dang, I really was watching these type. Of, I was really watching this lineup of shows from like five to seven every weekday. It, it was it was phenomenal, man. Um. Okay. Uh, I also grew up. Uh, watching Tsunami, like, some of my earliest memories are, like, watching, uh, like you said, uh, coming home from school, making sure you get your homework done, and then, like, turn on the TV so you can hang out with all your friends, like Goku and uh, uh, Sailor Moon, like, all the all the shows are on there, so that's definitely a pivotal part of my child, childhood. Uh, uh, what when I say tsunami, what comes to mind for you? Like, what's the things that pop up in your head when you hear the word tsunami? Um, when I hear the word tsunami, I think of honestly the first thing that comes to mind is uh, Dragon Ball Z. Like, that was the anime that got me into the genre itself, uh, and just venturing off as I got older, just venturing off into other forms of anime. Uh, but tsunami. When I hear tsunami, I think about the the like the the stacked lineups that they had throughout the many iterations of tsunami. It was just nothing but like I said, nothing but bangers back to back to back. Like they had a show for everybody, and it was just it was a phenom- It was a moment where you just, as a kid, you just had to watch it, and you had and they, and like certain anime and certain cartoons you they just had you talking about it for like the next 3 days until the next and following next episodes come and then you're just talking about that series for like the rest of the year uh when i hear tsunami i also think of like the uh, the soundtracks like the integration of like like rock and uh, no no it was like the integration of like the whole space um concepts and the mixture of like hip hop you feel me like with tsunami it, but it's like not many people know, but it's like they really were like they were definitely like in the culture. You feel me? Like skating culture, hip hop culture, 
uh, rock culture. Like they all they integrated those types of like themes within their soundtracks, and you see those in the uh, in the promos. You'd hear you uh, got some things like uh, jazz in their uh, late night uh, midnight run uh, promos. You'd hear like the heavy saxophone in there, and it's just like you really got like a mixture of all these different genres of music all into one because they were trying to appease to everybody. Uh, but I think the most important thing when I hear Tsunami, I think about like the the promos, like their motivational promos that they would always give after the end of a like a lineup for that day. Um, the Dreams uh, Tsunami uh, promo to me is easily one of the most motive to me, my personal favorite uh, Tsunami promo. But I think that's also like taking that away is one of the most inspirational promos just ever, especially during like the early 2000s. Like if you really just if you just sit there and like if you go and uh, search it up on YouTube and you just listen to it and the music that's in the background, really listen to what they're saying. They're basically, it's like, it's something that you would never have thought a block would do. Because normally blocks during that time, they never really had like a host where you could actually, like, that would try to connect with the audience, you feel me? Like, Tom was that voice. He was the voice of the people. And like, he would let you, he would like, kind of be that big brother that most kids never had. Or if they did have, they would kind of look up to Tom in that regard and follow his guidance, you feel me? So, yeah, those are the most important things that come to me when I uh, think of the Toonami block, yeah. Yeah, and think about that, like, my first thought is Dragon Ball, but I really grew up watching more uh, Naruto choice. And like you said, with the inspirational speak on from Tom like that, because they understood watching anime wasn't always cool when you were in school back then. So those inspirational promos and everything really helped out for their viewers. Most definitely, bro. It's just like it's it's something like they. Uh, I feel like new generation anime fans they can go back and watch these promos since they're all on YouTube and they'll be like, okay, this is why this, this like this block pioneered all this. But when you really like the people who actually experienced it at that time and like actually getting to every day after school, just coming coming home and just at like five o'clock you see the tsunami uh um logo just pop up on the screen and you see tom do his intro to getting to the uh, the absolution i believe that's what the ship was called at the time or i think it still is and yeah you just see his intros and then you see like as he's walking you see all the different other the different shows that they plan on playing this week and it was just it was a moment to be like just a just a kid in general and definitely created a, an entire generation of anime fans to this day who still love the art form. And they wouldn't, and personally, I wouldn't be the person I am without like Toonami, to be honest with you. Like, it's just, it opened my eyes to just something more than just Americanized cartoons. You feel me? It introduced me to like my love and passion for Dragon Ball. It, it introduced me to something that. I can look back even to this day and be like, this is what made me an anime fan. This is my favorite anime of all time. And I can like, in the future, 
if I ever decide to have a family, I'll be like, this is what I liked as a kid. And I want you and I want to share that experience with my kids in the future and just be like, this is what I grew up on. And I want to see if you guys would like the same. You feel me? It's definitely just and I've it's also been a family thing too, where like I had an older brother and older sister. They they were like with tsunami since like the beginning, like ninety seven type beat. You feel me? Like with Tom uh with uh like uh uh, Mozart, the first, yeah, the first uh, host of Tsunami. They were with, they were down with him since then. I mostly remember, I remember Tsunami from like the Tom Two era uh, when he was voiced by when he was voiced by Steve Bloom. So they were with him for the beginning, and like my brother and sister, they love Dragon Ball to the utmost as well. Like I bond with my sister all the time. Like who's the uh, best saying? It's just like, what are your favorite moments? And then we go off into the other animes that we've watched growing up with the block as well. Your Naruto's, your Gundam's, your Sailor Moon's, your Tenchi Muyo's, uh, the Outlaw Stars, your Big O's. Like all those shows are just, they play a significant part in the, like my uh, bonding with my siblings. And even, even now, my, uh, my little brother, uh, He's getting into more anime too. He's like, he's because he's like, he's into One Piece now. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Personally, I couldn't sit there and watch all those episodes, but he's attempting to. And I'm like, okay, I like that. I, I like the uh, the motivation that's, that's to um, definitely applause. I like it's the motivation. Damn near a thousand episodes. <laughs> yeah, it's like I like the um. It really gave that it gave them an appreciation for uh, different media as well from uh, foreign places and I was just like and I can see like I said I can see myself in the future sharing this with my my own family you get what I'm saying so it's just like yeah it's definitely an impactful thing in my life um well what comes to mind for me personally uh when I think of tsunami is uh it's it's more like a memory uh like I'm reminded of like coming home from like school and just being excited, like, oh, now I get to find, watch these shows that are like different than like regular cartoons. They they have like more a more I won't say adult story, but they have like a more involved story than like just a regular cartoon. Uh, something that wasn't really a thing at that time, like serialized episodes, like every episode led into the next for the most part. And like it left you wanting, like, oh, I that episode yesterday was awesome. I have to, I wonder what they're gonna show tomorrow. Like it had you gave you that sense of excitement, like, oh, what's gonna be what's gonna happen next? Uh, like you said, like the shows you were mentioning, uh Our Star, Big O, Dragon Ball Z. Like, I'm a I'm gonna throw it out there too, Hantaro. We're not about to play like we wasn't excited to watch Hantaro too. <laughs> and that's how you know they did a great job when they made you excited to watch hamsters have little adventures. <laughs> uh, stuff like that. Uh, Ramoni Kenshin, there's a lot of great shows on there. A few of them I did not remember. Like, I did not remember that they had, like, uh, what show? They had Prince of Tennis on there. I do not remember watching that in the slightest. <laughs> oh, yeah, they had. But, like, there, there was a lot of great shows. Yeah, they had, like. Oh, sorry. That's when they, like, um. They're showing those type of anime when they move their blocks from weekdays to just Saturdays strictly, because that around that time that was when like 
the the kids of the nineties and like so for they were like like we were starting to get older and we um we started going out more. You feel me? As we got over and then yeah. with the Maguzi block that pushed tsunamis to going the weekends. Um, and uh, I forgot what other. I think it was another block. I'm not sure. I think it was just Maguzi though. But yeah, that pushed uh, tsunami back to Saturdays. But with the but the um. The good side to that, uh, they were showing like I guess you could say more mature um, anime at that time. Like I get, I want the midnight run. Not not even that. It was just like for for Saturdays. It was just like I think it was. They were showing a lot more like a uh, rising. What was it? Rising something. Rising sun. Oh yeah, it was a Saturday run. The um, Saturday night a day. Rising, yeah, the rising sun. They did those uh Saturday mornings at like from 10 to like 11, and then they had the midnight runs from like 12 to 1 a.m. And that's when they would start showing like uh, like deep censored, yeah. Uh, they'd show like, like they would show Gundam, they would show like actual blood from like Gundam Wing and stuff, yeah. And they, I think, yeah, they uh, showed uh, Outlaw Star too. Yeah, they showed a bunch of like stuff uncut because because around that time, twelve to one a.m. That's when most people are watching like mature stuff. And the fact that they like a cartoon block was able to get uh get away uh, with that at the time, like but I'm talking about before Adult Swim even came around. That that's that's pretty ballsy right there. I'm surprised, yo. But it was just it was like they were willing to take a chance with the program and like. Even to this day, with the new tsunami, they still have a dedicated fan base. They still have people who are watching the shows every Saturday night. The lineups, they uh, take feedback from them, uh, and it's just like it, it's definitely just a movement that they created back in '97. And the fact that it has sustained the test time, even until like the the digital era, where like. We have streaming services like Crunchyroll. We have Hulu. We have Netflix, uh, Verb, stuff like that. And the fact that they're still able to have a dedicated fan base that'll sit, actually turn on their TV from at like 11 p.m. on Saturdays and watch their lineups, it, it goes to show how much it, uh, the block means to a lot of people. Uh, do you have anything else you would like to add to that, Eli? Hello? Can, can you hear Eli, us? Eli, there? Can you not hear me? Hold up. Oh, we can hear you now. Oh, we hear you now. <laughs> Damn, I was muted. <laughs> I was saying, yeah, they're more <laughs> dedicated to their fan base, too, because anime itself has gotten less, less for children. It's actually, you know, it's grown darker. There's blood with the dull situations and all that. And they adjusted to that. That's how they moved it. And now you can see that they're still showing stuff and coming to their younger fan base that grew up. But at the same time, you know, you have streaming services and all that. It's like you were saying, that's where you can get um, silly stuff and all that for younger generations. <laughs> I lost what I was going with this. You're saying they adapted to the times, like they know that their audience is mostly the kids that grew up with it in like the late '90s and early 2000s. So they shifted their demographic up to match 
who the people who are watching rather than just focusing on like the kids stuff. Yeah. Uh, that drew a lot of us. Yes. Um, because like like you said, the the streaming services like Netflix and Crunchyroll and uh, Hulu and these other ones and Verb, they kind of fill some of some of that gap. So they so they they're allowed they allow they're allowed to show the more adult content that they might not have focused on yeah. back when we were growing because up. Because even now, children now, they don't even really know about that tsunami is even a thing. A lot of children don't even know that it's there. So like in order to come down and find that channel, because you know it comes on like after adults women all that most parents don't even have their children watching that. They wouldn't know what happens after that comes on. And adults swim ends and you have tsunami. You'd have to really have been there back when it streamed to come and see it. And uh, like I wanted to point out too, when you said that I was switched up back in 2012 and everything. After Dragon Ball Super came on, I like that younger generations actually found out more about it. And it was just like how it was in the 90s coming around to watch Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z and everything. And it kind of brought that back with Dragon Ball Super to do that. It was a good time. Okay. Um, how did you guys feel when the original Toonami block ended in like 2008? Oh man, I remember that. I because I, I remember watching it that weekend, and like there was no announcement that it was going to get uh, canceled. I was like, I we was just watching. Apparently, apparently, I heard like from the last time I was recording, they announced it at like a con in Atlanta because like uh, Turner, uh, the company that runs a uh, Cartoon Network, is based in Atlanta. But like they announced it at a con, and like later that night they ended it. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't hear about that. But yeah, it was because I remember. I remember watching that block. I was like, okay, Naruto. Um, because they did their regular intro, and I was like, okay, they had their. Uh, that was when they were going to their filler episodes of Naruto, and it was just like, and then they had like the reruns of Dragon Ball, and then they had Samurai Jack on there. I was like, okay, bet. I mean. Uh, it's Phil and Arto, but it's all right. I mean, I don't think I knew it was Phil at the time, but I was pretty sure. I I think I, at that point I was like, okay, I'm pretty sure this is some. This is what they mean by filler because at this point, why is Naruto and them going on fishing trips or whatever? And, and then I was just like, okay, after it got done, and why didn't tell me an Elvis standing? That is a real thing that happened. <laughs> yeah, and I was just, I was just like, what the heck. <laughs> And then I was like, okay, the block is done. And then you just, uh, I thought they was going to do that little later thing that they always did. But then you get this uh, sentimental promo at the end. I'm like, what? I was like, hold up, bro. What? Like, they started talking. It's like Tom against the, it's Tom against the sunset. Like, he's standing against the sunset. He's talking about, like, hey, uh, hey, you guys. Uh, It's been a long, we've had a long run. Like, you grew up you grew up along with this programming block and like you, you've done a lot, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I'm really proud of you guys for like joining us for this. And I was like, wait, hold oh, on. Like, At first you're like, Oh, you're like, Oh, this is a cool background. I wonder what they're going to do. And then, then you get like halfway through the promo. You're like, Oh fuck. They not, they not about to do this to us. They not about to do us like this. Are they? <laughs> I was, Cause I was like, what the hell? What are you, what are you talking about? And then they said like after more than 11 years and it was like, it's nine, is that Toonami airs its final broadcast? I like hold up, hold up, bro. I I watch this every Saturday. What do you mean final broadcast? And then you see at at the end where he's just like he jumps off and then he, he flies, flies off. And, he flies off and, 
Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> he jumps off, bye bye. And he said, uh, like he he like gives us a salute, like a two finger salute. He's like, it was it was fun being it was fun uh uh being here with you guys. And then he just flies off. You're like, what? Yeah. What? <laughs> what did I was like, like me, I used to just like come back and still think I would be able to see something a remnant. Of yeah, I, I'd come back every other week. Like, hey, maybe they might come and bring it back. So I, I waited. <laughs> like, it took it took a while to like actually accept that it was uh coming back anymore. I waited like I think it was like after three Saturdays. After that, I was like, yeah, I hated Maguzi at that point. Like, I was so mad at Maguzi because I was like, man, Maguzi really fucked our shit up. <laughs> It took away tsunami from me. Yeah. Like I like I like I had been so mad when they switched over to Magusa. I was like, what the hell is this bullshit? Like why am I looking at some weird green fat alien instead of Tom? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> and then like the shows on Maguzi, maybe it's cause maybe it's cause the age I was at, maybe it's cause I don't know, because I was starting to enter my teens at that point. I think I was around eleven or so. When like they like started to switch into Maguzi, but like the shows didn't hit the same. Like I don't care. Like people can be mad as they want, but Kolioko don't hit the same as Dragon Ball Z or Naruto or Trigun or Big O. Like nah. you, that was like I was like, God damn it! I mean, but I feel like what you say shows like as I grow older and like I look back on it, the shows weren't that bad except Kobioko. I still don't like Kobioko. Kobe Yoko is ass. You will never tell me any different. Especially <laughs> no, I don't know about that. that live action, that live action uh, uh, hybrid kid. That is garbage. That was garbage. I'll give Any, you that. Anywho, <laughs> I don't know what was that. As I, the Maguzi shows that I did watch, I was like, okay, these are cool. I just wasn't at the age where I could appreciate that. But I was legitimately mad when they ended Tsunami and then Maguzi still existed. I was, they really. Get, took Tom away from us for this random girl in like yellow sweats and like alien underwater. This is bullshit. <laughs> and like this still in the back of my memory so, though, because I I liked the thing with the Maguzi and all of that. I liked a lot of the shows that was on it though. But yeah, that, I didn't have know, an issue still... with Maguzi either. It was I, it wasn't what Tsunami was, but like I enjoyed the block for what it was. You feel me? Yeah. No, I. I I I didn't dislike it, and t- I was like, I was at first, I was like, this is weird. Where's tsunami? And I was like, I. Right. But then when tsunami ended, I was like, they really ended tsunami for Maguzi. <laughs> that is a downgrade. That is like you are dating a supermodel and you kick her out for someone whose lace front don't match. <laughs> like, bruh. <laughs> uh, see, look, you had that love for tsunami, and then suddenly he took his place, and you're like, I'm just gonna hate it. You didn't give Cole Lyoko a chance like that? Like, shit. No, I, I recently watched Cole Lyoko again because I thought, okay, maybe I didn't give it a chance because I was at that age. Cole Lyoko is still terrible. And why yeah. are their heads so goddamn big? Their that. heads yeah. are literally half the size of their body. Yo, almost <laughs> every show on that block had a weird body figure going on thing. I don't know what that was. Of course, our... The proportions are crazy. Yeah. You know how strong their necks had to be to hold up that dope piece they all had, <laughs> especially the, especially the little blonde one with the four the the not even the four five heads. He has a ten head. <laughs> that that man has a dome. 
<laughs> but like, nah, I, I just don't. I'm not a fan of Kobe Oko as a show. Like it, I can see why people enjoy it. It's just not for me. Uh, <laughs> but like, yeah, I, I, it definitely didn't help that that was what they were. were they were replacing Toonami with. Yeah. Like, even worse Toonami shows, I felt like, were better than Kolioko. <laughs> Anywho. Um, yeah, like, it, it was, I was real sad when Toonami went, because, like, at that point, it was, like, a best friend. Like, you you had, I had literally been watching that since as long as I can remember. And, like, like you guys were mentioning earlier, I watched it with, like, my brother, so that was, like, a bonding thing for us. Like, we both got into anime because of Toonami, and like we would search anime and do like that was at the, the when Toonami ended, it was like at that peak point of like where you could find like episodes of Naruto in like three parts up on like YouTube, or like you we had like the what I call the, the rainbow fan subs, where like it'd be in like all these funky colors, like green or blue or red, and then they would have like information at the top of the screen going across like. It was at the peak point of that. So, like, I, I, it really sucked. Like, damn, I really grew up with you since I was a youngin', and now you're just gone. <laughs> yeah, I remember going online trying to find a replacement, going to crazy sites, trying to watch Naruto and finish the series up. <laughs> uh, you ever went to the site? What was it called? Uh, I used to try to find Bleach, Naruto, Dragon Ball. It was these little kooky sites. Hey, do you guys, you guys, did you guys ever search? Search around on VO. VO? No. Like V E O H. Nah. I would go to like watch uh, animeonline.com and I'd find the episodes right there. I didn't find that out until later on in, in my. I think I was a teenager once I found that. Like, I think I found that in like high school. But Anna? At, back there in like middle school, like VO was like a, a video sharing site. In the anime of like I guess YouTube or something, but um yeah like you would find like I would find like random episodes of like a show maybe like ten episodes in and I find the episode and watch it and be like huh this is interesting but I have no idea what the fuck is happening and then I would like sit down <laughs> like episode one of whatever so show I just randomly clicked on with my brother like we literally did that like we would search we would throw up like anime just literally throw anime up in, like, VO and, like, search around, find random things. I found, like, I started watching Beat the Vandal Buster on VO. Uh, I, st- I still got to go back and finish Beat the Vandal Buster. <laughs> I don't think I ever finished it. I keep trying to, and I'm like, I'm like, hmm, I like this, but I have other things I want to watch. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, think, uh, I think I found uh, Kenichi, the History's Mightiest Disciple on there. Like, I found a bunch of stuff on there. <laughs> yeah, I know we used to just go to like these crazy bootlegs. Like, y'all already um, ever use like site uh, NarutoGet.com and stuff like that? I heard about it. Nah, I, I, <laughs> Yo, a lot of people. One. A lot of people remember that one because that was like a classic site. All it had was like everything was in order for that, and I was like one of the few places I could find to get the episodes in order to find them and actually watch them. My older brother used to use it, and they had like one for Dragon Ball, Bleach, and stuff. It was crazy. I do remember there was a Dragon Ball one. Yeah, I think there still is a drag. I think there still is a Dragon Ball one, um, specifically. Uh, I forget the name of it right now, but like, I when I was rewatching Dragon Ball, I went on that for a little bit, like the the one that has like Dragon Ball, all of Dragon Ball Z in like order. Yeah. I forget the name of it. 
you guys have anything else you want to um, uh, add to I that? I think um, going back with when it and when it ended, I think I want to say like after oh like after it ended in eight, I think my that was when I kind of fell off the map with anime a little bit because at that point I was just like I think it was when I was just starting to get older. And it wasn't a consistent thing that uh, I was being it was being like watched anymore. It wasn't it didn't show up on Cartoon Network anymore. It, like yeah, you had your Adult Swim, but it wasn't really showing anime like that. They would push the anime into like the back of the um, the lineups on Saturdays, and I'm just like, dang man. So I did have to go and venture off into like you watch cartoons online, you watch animes online to find certain uh, animes to watch and it for to get my fill, but it just didn't, it wasn't the same. It really wasn't. And I was just like, dang, man, like it's, it, it didn't get me excited to watch anime anymore without like having those promos openings, having the, uh, having Tom himself just uh, fucking introduce the, uh, the lineup for you. And it was just like, kind of felt like. I'm really so damn excited to see. It really didn't matter to the show. Like, I don't know. By the way, shout out to Steve Bloom, the voice actor of Tom and also Spike. But like, the way he said things, it just made things seem cool. It made you really excited to watch. Yeah, most definitely. Like, I I had never been invested into like a mascot or type. I, I want to say like the mascot of any program besides Tom right there. Like Buddy was, he grew like yeah, you grew up with him, and he was like anything he said, it was just ridiculously cool. Like I ain't even gonna hold you. Like he can make anything sound amazing. Like like you said, he was like that uh, older brother figure that like you just wanted to be like like damn, I want to be like Tom. Tom Tom knows all the cool shit, and then like you also. The thing that really, really helped was he didn't talk down to us. A lot of like the the programming blocks at the time, they they try to dumb things down for children. Like Tom came up, came at you straight up. He's like, "You want to see some cool shit? Here's some cool shit." Or you want to see? Oh, you want to see a, a literal giant robot fighting fighting a war? Here, I got it for you. Hey, you want to see hamsters having fun adventures? We got you. Oh, you want to see ninjas throwing hands? We got you. Like he, he, he just, he was like, "Oh, here's the stuff we got. Here's why it's cool," and then th- presented it to you. Exactly. <laughs> like even when you watch anime now, it's not the same. Like I watch the show, I still think about it. Like, damn, it would have been cool to watch this on my TV on a channel, like a dedicated channel, and with the host. Exactly, bro. Actually, there, like, understanding how it is. Like it. it like don't them promos by themselves are entertaining. Like I, they're like uh, compilations of like tsunami promos on YouTube. I occasionally watch those because like it's just fun. Oh yeah, I, I do that too. Every time, every like every other, every time in my day, I always make sure to watch like a tsunami promo or two just to relive that nostalgia and just like damn man. And it, it's surprising because like when you look at the promos that you were like the promos that we were getting in the early 2000s bro them joints is like damn yeah they had pretty good production value like them yeah. joints were ahead of this time like we was really getting some phenomenal promos that you don't even really see like that 
even nowadays, like the emotion that really went into those promos, and it's just like, um, it, it was just incredible. And it's like, I think also, um, shout outs to uh, Peter Cullen, the voice of Optimus Prime, like he made those promos pop, bro. That man, yo, yeah. anytime, anytime he, uh, Said anything? I was like, "Yeah, I gotta, I gotta watch this." It didn't matter. I didn't, I didn't realize it was uh, Peter Cullen at I first. Didn't. Like, I, I didn't realize it was the same man as like Optimus Prime doing like the, a lot of those promos. I was like, "This man sounds great." <laughs> and then, like, <laughs> then as an adult, I found out I was like, "Oh, that's Optimus Prime." Now I got you. I I see why they pay this man the money they pay him. Yeah, I just used to like hear his voice and be like, "It sounds." So familiar. Who is this? I know it's somebody when I was younger. I <laughs> just like they never put two and two together. It was funny too because since he was the voice of Optimus Prime, they also had the other Transformer uh shows on there. And then you they had uh they had like the that I believe they had Transformers uh Robots in the Skies and then Energon and then Armada. Yeah. They had all Yeah, they had there. the the I wanna call them the unit Unicron trilogy. They had Armada, yeah, the Unicron trilogy, and Cybertron. It was those three, and it was funny because the dude who was voicing Optimus Prime for those, he was he he did a, a phenomenal job. But it's like the original yeah. voice actor Peter Cullen. He's helping promote the thing that made uh, the thing that he's known for, like being the main role for Optimus. And it was just like wow. I didn't hear. I didn't know that until years yeah, later. Yeah, I didn't realize it was Optimus Prime until like the the Michael Bay movies came out. I was like, I, where do I know this voice from? And then I went, went back. Excuse me. I went back and I watched it like a tsunami promo. I was like, Oh my God, it's Optimus Prime. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it was. Yeah, I was like, Oh shit, how did I miss that? <laughs> oh my God, how did I not know this is Optimus Prime? <laughs> But yeah, it was just those promos were just they had. It's like you could tell they took the time and effort to really like make those promos pop. Like for every single thing that they wanted to promote, like giving you life lessons. Like they let they would take certain clips from like the show to represent. Like they would have Vegeta representing anger, or they'd have Goku uh, representing leadership, and then it was just like. It was just phenomenal, dog. It was you had to, you had to have been there to watch it just every day. And they also it wasn't just like uh, cartoons and like anime. They also like put us onto other stuff. Like like Tom would occasionally do like video game reviews or like they would have like segments. They would have like certain days where they would like introduce new music. Like I remember uh, they introduced like a bunch of Daft Punk punk videos and like. Uh, the first time I heard the gorillas was on Toonami. Like they introduced uh Clint Eastwood and like four of the uh videos from like uh Interstellar by Daft Punk with like the blue aliens and stuff. Like I had a distinct like you guys have you guys have you guys ever had that feeling of like you remember something but you can't remember the name and you can't remember where you saw it? Yeah. Yeah. Like I, for years, for literal years, I had those damn blue aliens with like blonde hair in my head. I was like where have I seen this? What do I like? What it was like? It looks like anime, but I don't think it's an anime. What is this? And like for years, I had that like bouncing around in my head, and then I finally like saw the video. I was like, 
Oh, it's Daft Punk. Now I remember where I saw this bullshit. <laughs> and then it was just like, it was just not even like you did, like uh, you said, Tom did video game uh, reviews. And they also had like, like I said, they were so invested within like culture itself. Like, the, like they would always from they had they would promote like skate uh the new skaters, they promote like uh street basketball, street hip hop. It, it was uh like uh dirt bike uh motocross. You feel me? They they promoted all that stuff to like let people know they had a. They was all up in that X Games Warped yeah, Tour type type definitely. of situation. They put like a crazy amount of effort into everything they did and wanted the mm. viewers to understand. They really didn't need to put that much effort into it, to be honest, because like kids are, kids are not the most intelligent. If you show us it, we will watch. But they, they put the effort into it. And that's I feel like that's part of the reason why a lot of us had these such fond memories of it, of the programming block itself. Not just because like most people they might remember the shows they saw on the tele- on the network, but they don't really care too much about the network itself. Like, we care about Toonami itself as a thing. Not just because of the shows we saw, but because they put so much into it. Like, they gave it its own unique flavor. Like, there's a distinct thing. When, when I say Toonami, like, you have a distinct uh, image that pops into your head. Like, all those other blocks, like, all those other blocks that were, like, competing with, like, them around the time, like, you had your, like, your kids WB, and I think you had your four kids, and it was, like, they would try to emulate um, Toonami's kind of flair, but it would just, it just wasn't the same, like, you could tell, like, when Toonami had its own, like, type of vibe, and I remember that sometimes they would do, like, crossovers where, like, they would take Toonami would go over to Kids WB and they, he would, uh, Tom would over, he would promote, uh, or he would voice, he would do promos for them in their lineup. And then he would come back. I think, I think it was on, uh, Kids WB for like a year from 2001 to two, 2002 because they're under like the same umbrella. Uh, they're both owned by like Turner Media. Yeah. Turner, excuse me. Yeah. Um, I actually have a question about that later. Uh, um, Continue, yeah, it was, it was just like anywhere you went, Tom was there. Like he, it wasn't just like it wasn't like a one-off thing with Tsunami. We're like, okay, we're gonna see what this, what we can do to like appease the kids or like try to gain a connection with this new generation of fans that we're trying to create. And like the fact that they were able to um, put so much effort into it. And for it to be just as long, like as long lasting as it is, and I don't do you, I don't know if you have a question about this on your list, but like the demand for the um, block to come back when it was gone for those four years, like when they did the. Uh, oh yeah, our next question was actually that. Okay. Uh, uh, I was gonna say, do you think the current tsunami block lives up to the legacy of the original? Um, I would say it does for like the new generation of anime fans. Like they're able to, the ones that don't do streaming services and want their stuff to authentic, like on the uh, on the air on TV. Like this is creating a legacy for them specifically, more so for us older fans 
I mean, the older fans probably like are the hardcore dedicated fans. They'll still probably um, uh, watch Toonami to support it, to keep it going. Because uh, like I remember, um, I I forgot it was in 2012. I didn't because uh, and uh, they did the April Fool's thing with Adult Swim, and that's when they brought it back, quote unquote, for the April Fools. And I missed that night, but I went on YouTube. And I watched like, and I saw like the old promos they were playing. I was like, "Dang, bro, this is like freaking uh, just back in the day after school, like coming home. You seen these promos for every other um for DBZ, Naruto, Tenchi, Gundam, and it's like they were playing the classics again. It made you feel it's like a little kid again, and, like the t- that time where like you were so invested into it, and the fact that they got such an overwhelming response." for that and they were able to bring it back in like less than two months it was like may i think may 26 of 2012 is when they brought it back and for a while i was like because i knew if they since they brought it back they weren't going to be able to show they were going to be able to play all the shows that they had they had a low budget they want to see how like dedicated these fans really are of their um of the block and for the past what, I want to say eight years now is still going on strong. They bumped the lineup in like if you compare the new lineup, the current lineup of shows compared to what it came when it came back in 2012, bro. It's it's like it's a completely different world. It really shows how much this block itself meant to a whole lot of people. And the fact that it's able to create new generation, uh, new generation and a new influx of anime fans, even to now, when we're in the when we're in the markets of uh, streaming services, your Netflix, your Hulu's, your HBO's, your Disney Plus, the fact that it's still making a buzz now, that says a lot to the testament of how important the block is as a whole. And I think it will create its own legacy with these new fans that have that came in from 2012 to now who have uh, found their own lane and who have been with Tom throughout this next uh, lineage, or this second uh, career in, of the blocks run. Yeah, because I'd say it's still holding up. Not It's not the same as it was back then, but if you really think about it, a lot of people that watched it back in the 90s up to now, they have their children, they get to bond with their children still watching anime and everything that they now put on it all the newer stuff so i think it would have even more influence now than it did before and you see it like trending every night to every saturday night when it comes on i still come down and watch it i had to go to work and everything i still make time to come see it i i don't really i don't watch it as much as i used to when it came back on but the fact that i still see that it's like that it's trending now it was like that keeps continued to trend every Saturday night. I'm just like, wow, it's because like you would never have thought like a block that went away for like four years and came back, and in the span of eight years just continues to trend and um, <clears throat> continue to make a name for itself. You feel me? Personally, if I had to compare the two versions of Toonami, um, I'm of course I'm going with the the late 90s to early 2000s like to me right there that that's like 
that's tsunami at its best. Like that was a that was a time where like you couldn't miss the shows on TV. You had to make sure you watched them, dog. Like I will like to me that nineties that late nineties to early two thousand, like from like ninety ninety eight to like two thousand I wanna say two thousand five to two thousand six. To me, that era of television right there, bro, that that's that's unbeatable. Like I will argue that period of time T V with anybody. Like that was a moment where you just had to be in front of the T V watching Dragon Ball. When they gave you the likes of Dragon Ball, they gave you the likes of Sailor Moon, Gundam, Big O, Tenchi Muyo, Zoids, G Gundam, Yu Yu Hakusho, Roni Kenshin. Um they get they even gave you like put on shows like Batman Beyond, the Justice League series, the Batman animated series. They uh they put on Powerpuff Girls. Um uh they did their little the Rising Suns. Uh-oh. They did their midnight runs. It's just like that era in itself. Not to mention like the movie nights. They would put on like it like I forget. I think I saw like the fan, Final Fantasy movie the first time on like a team one of the Friday night movies they did on like Toonami. They did like Studio Ghibli movies they would show. Like they would show all kinds of stuff on like the movie nights as well. Oh yeah, the move yeah, the movie nights, yeah. That. They definitely like Toonami was just it was just a moment for uh, a new generation of fans. And not a lot of people know this, but Toonami like the ratings for Toonami during those during that era, like, yo, that was competing with like primetime television, dog. Like there were like they had, were beating Simps the Simpsons in ratings, like just the block alone, and they were competing with like CNN in ratings. I was like, wow, I didn't even know that. That's crazy. Like like a action block for kids is giving you primetime television ratings, dog. That that right there is a feat in itself. So yeah, I. Yeah, I'm uh, everything that was on. Yeah, no, no, you can go ahead, bro. But yeah, I was saying, yeah, everything that was on Toonami still holds up today. They made so many shows popular just for being on that channel and known. Because when you think about it, this show, like you said, Yu Yu Hakusho, show, Dragon Ball, and well, everything that they show is still streaming. Like I found myself going back to watch those shows because I remember them from Toonami, and that's what's popular that's what people are still trying to make shows just like that all right um what well i guess should i answer the question myself uh unfortunately unfortunately i don't have tv anymore uh so i can't watch it actually like watch it um but when i did have tv uh i did watch like the newer things like i believe at one point they were showing like the new samurai jack on there and like yeah okay. so i watched the new samurai like bruh uh but like yeah i i enjoy it uh i think it's not the same as the early 2000s one because like obviously it's not every day it's not like a thing that you sit down as a kid in front of but like in terms of like keeping the spirit and like the intent behind it i feel like it lives up to to legacy, but it's just shifted up an odd audience. Like they know that their audience is people who are in their late teens to like early twenties. So that's what they kind of aim for. But like they try to, like I said, they don't dumb it down. They just 
they give us stuff that we know they know we like and um so i do appreciate it for that uh and i i'm happy it came back because like bruh that, that's that's our whole childhood right there <laughs> i was so happy when like we had the april fools thing and then they're like they saw the response they were like oh we didn't realize people were so this passionate about it and then they were like they had the hashtag hashtag bring back nami they're like we reached a certain amount of likes on this uh, this tweet or whatever. Uh, we'll bring it back, and then they reached a certain that amount of likes and surpassed it within like a week. <laughs> so like it was it was dope to see that so many of us who grew up on the on the the block still had fond memories, and we wanted wanted to have it come back, and then it actually did come back. It was cool seeing that. Uh, what is it? Grassroots, like that sort of grassroots, uh, uh, what's the word? Grassroots support bring back something that a lot of us grew up enjoying. Uh, moving on to the next question. What impact do you think Toonami has had on culture? Um, oh, dang, that, that's a big question. Um, the impact Toonami had uh, on culture in general is just it allowed like it was it was a it was a time where like it didn't matter like your race your gender or how old you are or like like based like what you enjoyed as entertainment tsunami was always there for the people it gave them a block that they can just sit down and enjoy and like i keep saying it created an entire generation of fans to a new medium that was damn near non-existent in the west at that time oh like prior to that it was just like anime it was here in the west no don't get me wrong but it just wasn't like it didn't have the exposure that it needed before tsunami they would put uh anime like on channels like sci-fi like 3 a.m where they would not where they wouldn't get any like where they would get like low ratings and so the people at Cartoon Network they just decided we're like hey let's make an action block where we can try and see we're like experiment and see we're like this where we can can we actually get a new audience of people to enjoy this media that we ourselves like but let's see what the audience's reaction is and from that point on they exploded like everything like it was just like like I said, it was a moment where um anime just exploded on the map and it was just like people were like yo this animation looks incredible oh there's like actual storylines to this this is a series oh the fights are phenomenal the characters are just so well developed three-dimensional there's like um there's actual consequence in these stories. There's like philosophical issues in these stories. There's, it was, and the fact that it came from an action block that was just catered to kids, but you had everybody, and I mean everybody was sitting there watching Toonami, adults, kids, grandparents. It it gave people something to bond over, and going back to what I uh, before, it allowed for other types of culture to come in, like. They had. There were people who were into the X Games, your motocrosses, your your street basketballs, your skateboarding. It was just they wanted to bring everybody together as a community. And even now, with the 
with the likes of social media and the technology and the internet progressing even further, they're able to build those same bonds with the same people they had in the of the uh in the nineties and they're able to do that with their kids that they have and with the help of like simulcast between America and Japan, they're able to get these episodes out more consistently. And it's just like Tsunami has like stood the test of time to like many errors. The where it was just like and the first era when like internet wasn't even really like a thing. Uh they helped anime just blow up on the map. It gave people different lanes to go into. And even then when it can't when it like um uh, even when the quality started to decline in like the mid two thousands to the point where like it got canceled, the support of the show never w- went away. Like people still wanted it day in and day out, even though it was just like the that like anime wasn't doing so hot anymore. You feel me? And like people were like, "Bring back Tsunami 20, 2012. and it's just like, "Okay, let's see what." Okay, they gave it back to us in twenty twelve. With the April Fool's things, like <laughs> if you guys are so serious about this, let's see your um, let's see how the fandom re- reacts when we do this April Fool's thing. And the fact that they were like, "Oh, you guys seem to like that. Let's see how many supporters we can get to bring the actual block back." And like you said, within the span of a week, the block came back in an era where like it hasn't been talked about in years for like for like the past four years. And even then, afterwards, when the low, when the uh, they didn't have much in their budget to get the new shows or the old shows that they wanted to uh, show on the air on Saturdays, and they had and they actually had to repeat uh, the block again. They would do that until they acquired more shows as the year came. The fact that people were still able, the fact that people sat through that. And was actually able to help show the support that the show need the the block needed, and now it's, you got to the point where you have like heavy hitters like the Myro Academias, you got the Doctor Stones of the world, you got the Boruto's, the the JoJo's, the Demon Slayers, you got Dragon Ball back on the block, and you have uh, they also show like the oh the um, classics like Bebop, they got uh, uh, Trigon on there, they got. Samurai Jack, they show like a mixture of the shows. They to try to do like combinations of shows. Even to like 2020, the block is still going strong. There hasn't been any sign of them slowing down. Uh, Toonami at this point, it's just, it's, it's solidified in culture. It's, it's definitely like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. There's like, Toonami has put itself in the history books. Uh, I want to say back in like 2012 when it came back, like when the support, like it's tsunami really was just a, it was a, it was a moment for like the generation of anime fans to just like show how invested they were and how much their childhood meant to them, even now as adults. And like I said, as they have their own family, it's, it's just a thing that they can share with their new loved ones. You feel me? And at this point, if they keep, doing if they keep going the trajectory that they are doing now who knows how long a tsunami could last shoot we might be in our early uh our mid 30s joints the, the joint still going on even amongst all this uh fast uh digital era you feel me 
<clears throat> so yeah, it, me- it definitely means a lot to the culture. And they were also one of the first uh, programming blocks to like adapt to times. Like I remember watching stuff on like Jetstream. <laughs> I watched so much Zatch Bell and like Mar or M A R or whatever that one is called. Like I rem- distinctly remember watching that and like Bo 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 and stuff like that. They were they were early adapters in terms of like the streaming and stuff like that. Like, oh yeah, they yeah they were one of like the first. They were doing streaming before like streaming was even a thing. Was a thing. Yeah, like Netflix was. Sending you DVDs in the mail when uh, Jetstream was a yeah. thing. Uh, how about you, Eli? Yeah, I was going to pick up. We really covered most of it, but I was going to say, yeah, Toonami really did most of the work mainstreaming anime. Like We wouldn't even have some of these services and platforms that are personally for anime if it wasn't for Toonami kind of creating the fans and the big block that they did, like, they really did the work and put it in. And we even had, like, representation in most anime because they created, like, most Black anime fans as well. True. I lo- like, uh, it definitely had an effect on, like... I'm, I'm probably going to cover uh, Black people in anime in, like, another, top, uh, another episode at some point, but, like, yeah, like, you're right, like... The, the, Tsunami definitely had a, 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 a excuse me a pivotal part in introducing anime into a black culture, which introduced it into like hip hop culture and all these other cultures. Um, like it introduced it into rock culture and all these other things uh, because like like us like uh, Mitra saying an entire generation grew up watching Tsunami, so like now we we reference things like Dragon Ball and Goku and they made. Goku, like a uh, a household name, like even if you don't know anime, you know who Goku is, or you know who uh, Naruto is, or you know who like all these people. And are. it's like all the um, yeah, like all all these celebrities we have now are like all are all these new like artists. They always reference like something about like Dragon Ball or just anime that they grew up on in their songs, because they know like people who listen to them, some of them probably are anime fans. So when they hear a reference like that, it's like bit like Super Saiyan up like Goku, they're like, oh he's an anime fan too. And it's just like there's a connection between the it's like it's a closer connection between the the audience and the artist because they both grew up on the same thing. You feel me? Um, okay. Uh, uh, final question. How do you think Toonami ranks against other programming blocks that show or showed anime like Kids WB or Fox Kids slash Foxbox like, or uh, JetX? How do you think it ranks up against like those other programming blocks that are similar? It's not even close. It's at the top. Like, If we're really being honest, if we're taking all of these programs at their at their prime, at their peak, and height of popularity, it's not even close. There's a reason why they try to emulate Toonami Dog. That it was the it was the founder of all that. And even then it's just like they were never able to truly replicate their uh the the flair that Toonami had. And 
they had to go venture off and do their own things. And it's just like it was it was something about tsunami. It, it grabbed the like it had the attention of the people from jump. And it was just like they weren't able, they weren't afraid to take risks of what they wanted to show and introduce a uh, a new genre to uh, people in the West. And it's just even like like I said, from that ninety eight to that oh five oh six era of TV, bro. Like Toonami was a big part of that. Like it was it, it was the lineups they had. The, the soundtracks, the promos, the inspirational videos, the blocks, the like I said, the Midnight Run, the Rising Sun, the movie Fridays, even when it moved over to Saturdays, they still had like they still had heat that couldn't even be contended with with all these other networks like the WBs and the JetX and the Four Kids. Not to say that those are bad networks; they're phenomenal in their own right, but can't compete with the the OG. At least to me personally, so yeah, I'd rank it that tsunami's like at the mountaintop for me. Yeah, because I was gonna say everything else was really just second. These programs really came over trying to emulate and be like tsunami. Tsunami pretty much set the standard, and everything went falling after it. After tsunami was gone, but you see, every other channel tried to really upgrade or try to take on what tsunami left up behind. Like like you said, JetX, Disney XD, all that stuff, trying to pick up anime and everything after Toonami left it off. Um, yeah, I would, I would probably agree that Toonami, like, like the cultural impact of Toonami is like, at this point, it, it's un, untouchable in terms of like what you can do, especially because like things have like shifted uh, in terms of like how people view things and like TV in general. Um, it's hard to get the t- the type of reach that Toonami had at its peak. Um, like you said, if you weren't watching Toonami, like the next day at school and everyone was talking about these shows and you're like, right, what shows are you talking about? I, I missed it out. And they're like, oh, it, it, you felt left out because you didn't see, you didn't see what you're, they were talking about. And like, now you can't discuss it. Um, and Toonami was doing was, this in like a time where the internet wasn't even all that yet like it was get like i said it was getting prime time television ratings you are out beating the simpsons at, at this point in time that's a feat that few can barely accomplish dog especially during that time and i'm pretty sure simpsons was still popular within like the late 90s and early 2000s as well yeah i mean they really had everything trying to be them. They made other channels pick up anime just to keep up. Um you guys have anything else you want to say about that or um like I said uh uh Toonami is just at this point it it's it solidified itself as soon as like once they started bringing anime over here to the West, like once they started playing the Dragon Balls, the Sailor Moons and the Gundams of the world, like that's, that was when like they knew they had something at the palm of their hands and they were able to expound upon that for damn near 11 years straight. Had it 
had a cancellation, come back four years later, the same people who grew up with the network still supporting it, and even now, eight years later, down the road after that, the, the block is probably as big, if not bigger than what it was um, when it first came out. And that's an accomplishment that not many people can say that they've done, especially like transitioning to an era where it was not, where like there was non-digital and then you were going into the process of digital and streaming during that time. And for you to come back and be able to combat that and like, like Tsunami's rate, like people are, are dedicated fans of Tsunami. Like I remember it was like Super Bowl weekend or I think it was the Super Bowl. I think it was Super Bowl weekend. And you know how they do like the little previews and stuff. And that's when all the ratings you usually go towards there. Toonami was still in that, like, I think it was still in that top range of like show uh, uh, networks that was competing with like the Super Bowl previews, I think. And I was like, they're still doing that in this era. Come on now. That, that, at that point, it's 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 been solidified, dog. But yeah, that's my final thoughts on it. Toonami, probably one of the greatest, if not the arguably, if not the greatest programming block ever. Yeah, you're right. It's goaded. I don't see it really dropping off. I mean, even in this time where people aren't even watching TV as much, it still has a solid fan base. Views coming, still trending still going on and not only has it had just like one generation watching it it's actually going on to the point where other generations are still getting their anime from tsunami and don't even bother because you know people like how they dub and everything and that's what people want to stick with exactly okay um do you guys have anything you want to like shout out or promo before we end this uh reporting uh make sure to uh Follow me on Twitter at It's Your Boy Meech. I also have my own podcast as well called Space to Place Podcast. I essentially talk about the same things uh, Jair here does. Anime, uh, cartoons, games, um, anything that keeps me interested, especially during these uh, times of quarantine. Um, yeah, make sure to check me out on there. Make sure to favorite my podcast. Uh, only thing I got to say left is... Uh, you know, just stay safe in these times of quarantine and in this time of uh, injustice. Make sure you guys stay, uh, yeah, just stay safe in the, like in these times. And uh, we're gonna get that clown up out of office this November. That's all I gotta say on that. Big bet, big ass bet. All right, Eli, <laughs> you have anything you wanna a promo or share? <laughs> Uh, first off, I'm going to pick up what he said. Oh, uh, yeah, don't forget to vote November 3rd. Get him out of office. Uh, follow my Twitter. I guess Senpai Saint right now. <laughs> Might change that now. Uh, yeah, wash your hands. Stay safe. Mm-hmm. Good one. Uh, thank you guys again for joining me. Uh, I'll, it's, you're always up. welcome to be on any other episodes. Just hit me up. Uh, I always uh, – I probably – I may not do – I'm not sure. I think I'm going to do an episode on cosplay next, but – I'm not sure when I'm going to do it. I might do it this week. I might do it next week. I don't know. Uh, but like they said, stay safe out there. And uh, but how, what should I say? How do I say this in a way? 
Black Lives Matter, fuck it. I'm just going to go all the way. Like, <laughs> bruh, if you think Black Lives Matter is an offensive thing to say, you're an idiot. We're not saying other lives don't matter. We're saying Black Lives Matter as well. And, like, the fact that we even have to explain that means you're a part of the issue. You're a dumbass. Uh, y'all stay safe out there. Wash your hands, like you said. Wash your ass and take care of yourself. Um, it's hard to be stuck inside for as long as we have, but like try to find things that entertain you, like listening to the podcast, uh, writing, doing something. Try to find something that keeps you motivated and keeps you going. Or better um, yet, create your own podcast. That that was that's the best thing to do in this time of quarantine. Some YouTube videos, record yourself playing video games, whatever it. Whatever floats your boat, just this the just time do to, you or try to stay safe. This is the time to <laughs> do all those hobbies you've been talking about Never. For, the, for the longest. Put out that mixtape. It might be hot garbage, but at least you put it out and it's in the world. <laughs> uh, some of us still stuck at work. I ain't had time to do nothing either. <laughs> True. Um, it's it's trying times, but we, we got to keep it motivated. We keep it pushing. Uh, and stay safe out there. Love you all. All right, peace Thank out. Thank you guys for me. No problem, bro. Hey, shout out to my essential workers too. I feel sure, bad. Shout out them, them healthcare workers. Like, goddamn, I I couldn't do it. I, I 